Good morning. This is AB, and this is the Talk About God podcast. Um, it is a rough morning, Lord. So I just I thank you for waking me. Finally, getting me motivated. It took quite a while trying to decide if the dog is playing in the water or drinking it. Um, but thank you. I, I woke up at like midnight. Couldn't go back to sleep, um, so I'm really tired. Um, but I thank you. I thank you for this day. And I know that you went before me. I know that you have plans for me in this day. And I, I just pray that you help me to really live those out and to listen to you because I know I am hard of hearing more often than not. So I pray that you please help me and guide me in that. Um, I I thank you for your word. I pray that you guide me um, in it and through it. And that, um, of course, as always, please do not let me lead anyone astray, myself included. Lord, I pray that you bless this day, that you be with us. Um, Yeah, I'm going to need like some Holy Spirit energy of some sort. But I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So... Oh, we are in Genesis. Um, I think we got to Genesis 39. Did we get through all 39? I can't remember anymore. Um, I think we did. So Genesis 39 is just, you know, just as hot and Potiphar's wife is uh, nasty. And by the end of it, he goes to jail and God is with him and shows him loving kindness. So that gets us caught up. So, Genesis 40. Now, um, he's been in jail for a while at this point. Um, I think after calculating it up, he was in jail like 13 years. So, he'd been in jail at this... It says now sometime later, but at this point, he's been in jail like 11 years. Now, sometime later equals 11 years of him sitting in prison so the cupbearer and the baker um for pharaoh get they offend him and they get thrown in jail so while they're in jail they get all down and out um a couple things i noticed one joseph is observant okay joseph um pays attention to others around him how do i know this um genesis 40 verse 6 When Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them, he saw that they were sad and depressed. So he asked why they looked downhearted. And then um, they were like, you know, we had, we both had these dreams and we have no one to interpret them, them. And he says, do not interpretations belong to God. Please tell me your dreams. So Cupbearer tells his dream. Chief Baker tells his. Um... Which the baker did not tell his dream until after he heard the cupbearer's favorable um, outcome. So, basically, the cupbearer... Oops, sorry. The cupbearer, his dream, Joseph interprets and says, You will again put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just as you were, just as you did when you were his cupbearer. This is Genesis um, 40, verse 13. I'm so sorry. These dogs are out of control again this morning. Um, Verse 14. Only think of me when it goes well with you. And please show 
me kindness by mentioning to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. Which is, please get me out of jail. For in fact, I was taken, stolen from the land of Hebrews by unlawful force. And here I've done nothing for which they should put me in the dungeon. So he says, here, you're going to get restored. And when you get restored by Pharaoh, remember me. Um, Baker tells his dream. <laughs> the baker's outcome is less than less than nice. So he says that um, his interpretation of the baker's dream is just that Pharaoh's going to lift his head up and it will hang him on a tree in gallows pole. Now, three days later, it's Pharaoh's birthday. He releases the cupbearer and the baker. Um, he beheaded or he puts the chief cupbearer. Oh my goodness, it's a good day. So he restored the chief cup bearer and he um, hung the baker. So everything came true the way Joseph had said. So what had happened is Genesis 41, two full years later, right? Another two years, another two years goes by and Pharaoh dreams um, a dream. Just for funsies, I will... He dreams two dreams, actually. Um, but one of them um, is Genesis 41, 2. That he was standing by the Nile, and lo, there came up out of the Nile seven healthy cows, sleek and handsome and fat. They grazed in the reed grass... Um, then behold, the seven other cows came up after them out of the Nile, ugly and gaunt and raw boned and stood in the, by the fat cows on the bank of the Nile. Then the ugly, gaunt and raw boned cows ate up the seven sleek fat cows. Pharaoh woke up, falls, falls asleep again, has a, um, different dream about grain. Okay. So... When the morning came, Pharaoh is upset, and um, the cupbearer is like, Oh, man, yeah, there's a guy in prison who can interpret dreams. He, he got mine and the um, bread, bread maker's um, dreams right. Um, so he calls for Joseph, and now, whoa, yay, Joseph gets out of prison 13 years <laughs> After being imprisoned by Potiphar's wife, I did the calculation too. He was not, um, sorry, he was not really with Potiphar that long. Um, just doing all the math, he 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 did, he was there a very short amount of time. I don't even think it was a full year um, before Potiphar's wife was asking him to lay with her. So Joseph come, gets out, and the thing I love, he's very humble. He Joseph says in Genesis 41, 16, he answers Pharaoh, is it not, it is not in me to interpret the dream. God, not I, will give Pharaoh a favorable answer through me. So just straight out says like this, it's up to God. Um, so he tells him you're going to have good seven years and you're going to have a famine the following seven years. So that he's, you know, playing it out. So he also goes on to say Genesis 41, 32, that the dream was repeated twice to Pharaoh and in two different ways. And it indicates that the matter is fully determined and established by God. God will bring it to pass very quickly. I thought that was so interesting. Um, because 
I don't know. I just think it's super cool that, you know, he knew, he knew that that was, you know, what God was communicating and how, um, so I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. So then he tells Pharaoh that he needs to find someone to, um, prepare, you know, to, to start putting food back for the, the seven years of famine that will come, um, and, and all of that. So he, puts J, uh, Joseph in charge and he says that um, only in matters of the throne will I be greater than you in Egypt. So no one in Egypt can do diddly squat now um, without coming through Joseph. Um, literally, uh, Genesis 41, yep. Yeah. 44, though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no man shall raise his hand to do anything or set his foot to go anywhere in all the land of Egypt. All classes of people shall submit to your authority. And he gives him a, um, Egyptian woman for a wife. Um, and he was 30 years old at the time that he, he stood before the Pharaoh so you got to remember, he was 17, 17 when he was sold into slavery. And he is now 30 years old. Wowza. So, um, he, he is blessed with two sons. His firstborn, um, Manezah. And the name means causing to forget. And he says, God has made me forget all my trouble and hardship and all the sorrow of the loss of my father's household. He named the second son Ephraim. Fruitfulness. God has caused me to be fruitful and very successful in the land of my suffering. It's just so stinking sweet. So Pharaoh sent in jo- um, everybody to Joseph on the food situation. Now, oh my goodness. I got a bunch highlighted because now we get into Joseph's brothers. Now, Genesis 42. I'm going to try and summarize as much as I humanly can, but it is all so good. And please, 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 please read it for yourself. I cannot begin to stress. Read it for yourself. Ten of the brothers come back. Remember, there are 12, him included. His younger the youngest is his his other brother, the one that his mother died giving birth to. There is him. And then the other brothers um, that threw him in the pit. So, um, they did not come with Benjamin, the youngest, his full brother. They, um, just the half brothers came. They all bowed before him. They had no idea who it was. He was um, talking to them through an interpreter an Egyptian. Um, and I'm sure Benji hadn't seen him since he was 17. Homeboy looked real different. Um, and of course at this point he's dressing like an Egyptian and he's, you know, he's not following the Hebrew customs, um, anymore, which I find very interesting because he's literally in a foreign land and God has saved him. Um, and I know that their customs are, are everything. So I don't know how exactly that worked out, but God was with him. So, um, basically he, as soon as he sees them, he starts calling them spies. And that tells me that when he knew, he, he says, it says here that he knows who they were, 
he immediately recognizes them immediately. Um, so he, he starts to test them. I will say if I could remember the name of the, let me see if I can come up with the name of the pastor, um, who actually taught, I've only heard the, these passages taught correctly. Vadi, V-O-D-D-I-E, Bauckham. Vadi Bauckham, so far, if memory serves me, is the only pastor I've ever heard teach these um, passages the way they are written. Um, So everybody hears about Joseph and like, oh my gosh, forgiveness. If Joseph could forgive his brothers, oh my gosh, you can forgive. Yeah, it wasn't that simple. And I know I've said it before, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Vadi um, before and all that fun stuff. But um, for real, if you can listen to his sermon on this, it is beautiful. Um, but basically, he starts testing them. And he says, send one of your, your brothers back home and the rest stay here. Confined in jail so that your words may be tested. So he puts them all in jail for three days, all ten of them in jail for three days. And basically says, you guys need to figure it out. So then he comes back and he says... Okay, one of your brothers stay and the other nine of you return home to get your youngest brother. You bring back your youngest brother and I will set you all free. If you don't bring back your youngest brother, you'll never see my face again, which means you'll never get food. No more food for you. So he sends them on their way. Um, after Reuben, of course, pop, pipes in Genesis 42, 22. Did I not tell you do not sin against the boy and now... And you would not listen. Now the accounting for his blood is required of us for we are guilty of his death. Now they didn't know that Joseph understood their conversation um, because they're speaking Hebrew and he's speaking Egyptian. He did leave and um, wept over this um, because I guess at that point it it was nice um, to hear. uh, Let's see. I'm sorry. Let me back it up a little bit. Genesis 21, Genesis 42, 21. And they said to one another, truly, we are guilty regarding our brother Joseph because we saw his distress and anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us to let him go. Yet we would not listen to his cry. So this distress and anguish has now come on us. And then Reuben says, you know, I told you not to do it. Um, So he fills everybody's bags with food, puts everybody's money back. Um, They get home and they're like, holy crap, this isn't good. Scares the fire out of them. Um, Their father, of course, is like, you caused me now to lose Joseph and Simeon. And you also want to take Benjamin, which is jacked up. Reuben pops in. I found this interesting. You may put to death, uh, Genesis 42, 37. You may put two sons... You may, oh my goodness, I can't even read this morning. It's his kids. You may put my two sons to death if I do not bring Benjamin back to you and put him in, put him in my care and I will return him to you. So remember that. Uh, Reuben's the one that says, listen, my two kids will, you can kill him if he didn't come back. Put him in my care. Really bold. So Genesis um, 43 they, um, I <laughs> noticed this was fun. Genesis 43, 2. When the families of Jacob's sons had finished eating all of the grain which they had brought from Egypt. I don't know how much f- 
food they had. I don't know how many days they've been gone, but they've just let Simeon just chill there in jail. Like just, mm, nope, sorry about your luck. Um, and then they of course are like, we gotta take Benjamin. If we don't take Benjamin, we can't go. Um, and he's like, why did you tell me, why did you treat me so badly telling me, the man that you had another brother? It's Jacob asking them, um, Israel. They say to him, Genesis 43, 7, the man asked us straightforward questions about ourselves and our relatives. He said, is your father alive? Do you have another brother? And we answered accordingly. How could we possibly know that he would say, bring your brother down here to Egypt? So Judah then says to Israel, send the young man with me and we will get up and go buy food so that we may live and not die of starvation as well as you and our little ones. I will be security for him. May you hold me personally responsible. If I do not bring him back to you safely before you, then you let me bear the blame before you forever. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why Reuben, maybe it's the fact that Reuben slept with a concubine at one point. Um, and he's lost kind of some of his, um, status as the oldest. Um, but it's not until Judah steps in that Israel agrees to it. Um, so he says, take double the money, take some gifts, go on. Um, and so Joseph sees him, sees Benjamin and immediately tells his stewards, I get back to Egypt. He immediately tells them to make dinner that they're all going to have dinner together. Now they can't eat at the same table because Egyptians and Hebrews cannot. It's detestable. Um, so they're expecting the worst. They think they're definitely going to die. The steward, um, of Joseph's house encourages his brothers, Genesis 43, 23, and says, peace be to you. Do not be afraid for your God. The God of your father has miraculously given you treasure in your sacks. I already had your money, which you paid us. Then he brought Simeon out to them. So he lied. Um, he's the one who put the money back in the sacks. Um, and clearly lied. So Joseph gets to his house. Um, he sees Benjamin. Um, and he tells him, be great. God be gracious to you and show fa you favor my son. He turns around and hurries out of the room. Uh, Genesis 43:30, because his heart was deeply touched over his brother and he sought privacy to weep. So he entered his chamber and wept there. He washed his face and restrained himself and they started eating. Um, they were seated. All of them were seated by the steward in the order of their birth. So they were all shocked, um, because the steward knew so much about them. Um, Joseph selected instant portions to them from his own table. Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. Um, so they didn't eat physically at the same table. They actually ate um, in different rooms, I would assume. Um, and I think that is where I'm going to stop for today. But I'm telling you, seriously, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word. It is, it's amazing. Um, He's not done with them. Um, the tests have just begun. And of course, just in case you were curious, he did pull Simeon out of, out of jail for the feast as well. So don't feel bad for him. And in all fairness, if Joseph could spend 13 years in that jail, I'd say a few days. 
or weeks or months or however long it was probably wasn't um, the absolute worst. But anyway, I thank you. I, like I said, encourage you get in the word. Um, if you do nothing else, please like read the story of Joseph for yourself. It is, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, he does not immediately forgive. He is, he is skeptical and he is hurt and that he makes blatantly clear in his actions. Um, not to say that, you know, you should go around hurting people because they hurt you, but hurt people do hurt people. And it shows you that he is indeed human, which is much different than the picture that they like to paint, um, anymore of, you know, Joseph forgave after his brothers did that. Yeah. Well, mm, it was a process and I look forward to walking through that process again, because it is so absolutely amazing. So I thank you. I hope you have a great day. Um, And thanks for sticking it out with me.